basement, no longer alone With my homegirl Therese on the microphone Music politics are just chatting it up Brunch in the basement, see that's what's up You never know who might run through Legendary artist or someone brand new You miss a lot when you miss one day At least that's what I heard somebody say But it doesn't really matter what whoever says It's always a good show with Javon and Therese Yeah Brunch in the basement With Javon and Therese Yeah see who we got today Or what we doing today Or whatever it is It's gonna be good
Better than 
even have the decency to call you on the telephone. Pretending like I'm never wrong Blaming everything on you You could have left me Many, many, many times before But you said
You're listening to WJBR Internet Radio.
Bryson, getting ready to get my grub on with my girl. Brunch in the basement with Javon.
Mr. Peebo Bryson, Mr. Smooth himself. And it is my honor and pleasure to introduce you to the smoothest co-hostess with the mostest, Therese. Good Good morning. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Did you get the link I sent? Which link might that have been? I sent a link to this show. I don't think I did. You sent it via email? Yes, via email. Okay. I'll have to check that. Yes, and... and what I would like for you to do, because it's a very special thing, and I'm sharing it with all of our listeners on the podcast, because um, just because they need to understand that there are some behind-the-scenes things that happen, you know what I mean? And uh-huh. it's not as easy as we make it seem. Um, so I sent you a link, and it's a link that directly into the studio, because one of the things... Um, when when you listen back to the shows, you don't sound as clear as I do. So okay. I figured out a potential way that you could sound as as clear as I do, and so that everybody can get a one hundred percent, you know, something on your coolness, your your smoothness, or whatever that thing is that makes the people faint. <laughs> so uh, you want me to do that now? Yeah, and what I'm going to do in the meanwhile is I am going to play a song by our special guest and um you can look that you can look up the link and the one I want you to use because it gives you a couple of options but I want you to use the one um that's a direct link. Okay. All, All right. right. And also do you hear an echo with me or do do I sound fine? You sound fine on my end. Okay, great. Okay, groovy, man. So check that link out, you. Everybody else, okay. this is Denitra Moore. And the song, the name of the song is Care About Me. And this is off of her gospel CD, Light in the Dark. Yeah. 
and and that's all that that matters. You should see what's going on in my computer. It's like it's really acting weird. That's all right. We're gonna make it do what it do. So how has your week been? My week has been okay, man. You know, just a lot of moving parts, but overall, getting through it, trying to navigate all of the events of the week. Um, I'm not too happy about some things I've seen and heard, but you know, such is life. We have those hiccups, and we get with our people, and we, um, you know, move accordingly. And by that, I'm talking about, I don't want to be sounding so vague, but by that, I'm talking about this whole Gail King debacle. You know, right. and we, and that has spun into many conversations about, you know, journalistic integrity and versus humans and feelings and timing and, you know, just a whole lot of stuff, you know. And and disrespectful comments because you know, you know, well you know I'm sorry somebody just whispered. Uh, background Betty just whispered she's not a journalist. However, however I believe that she is and she calls herself one. So I'm gonna leave it at that. But you know, and also compassion because at the end of the day, you know she's still ours. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we have to have uh, show her the grace we wish wish to be afforded. However, um, you know, just for the record, I just think, you know, she bombed on that one. <laughs> okay. You know, I, th- I think she bombed. And I think that, um, you know, I think that even in your journalistic professional approach to things, when you are devoid of the human element, uh, you know, that's a, that's a thing. And I think sometimes, you know, journalists or News uh, junkets rush to be the first or rush to be whatever it is, but they, more so than people that are gen general public, have to keep in mind that they are representing not themselves, but a higher entity in most cases, a TMZ, you know, I just, you know, that just, they, they're representing a higher, a, a body an entity, not themselves. So that's the difference between Joe Public and these entities that race to get the situations uh, recorded or captured. Given that, it's, it's, uh, they, they bear more responsibility to the public to get it right or get it close to right and be, you know, and have empathy in doing so, you know, and have grace in doing so and have Decorum, professional decorum when doing so. And generally I haven't I didn't I've never had an issue with Gail's reporting or her opinions because there's a there's you know, today remember old the uh, I'm I'm a little older, so remember the days of Walter Cronkite and Barbara uh Walters and all the rest of those people reporting. Right. Peter Jennings and the rest. They were very formal and you know, and, and, and quite frankly kind of lackluster, you know, and just uh it was more about reporting and sounding official and this kind of voice, you know. Right, right, right. It was just but today, doing it. Yeah, but today's today's um and shout out to Sue Simmons, that was my girl back then. But you know, um but today's broadcasters, today's uh they they you see them, you see the human element. That fourth wall is broken. They are allowed to give their uh 
twitches of the face, their body language is reporting where before, you know, you didn't know what side it was. It was just kind of, it kind of felt like more objective reporting, even if it was trash news and we had nothing else to compare it to. But uh, now, you know, I mean, you know, I just thought she was out of line and the timing was completely off. And quite frankly, I didn't find the interview and I'll say it. You know, and I've said it before, I didn't find the interview necessary because she didn't cover anything unique. There was no unique perspective other than the fact that it was Lisa Leslie who could have stood on her own without questions and uh, given her own thoughts. Lisa could have done a, a blog of her own, and it would have been better than that interview, in my opinion, because it wasn't anything that it covered that we didn't already know about Kobe. You know, I just think it was a, a side swipe. It ended up being, and whatever came out in the end was upstaged by those questions and comments and to my brother Snoop Dogg love you as I do you are way out of pocket with the threats you know and I get it I do get it and I understand but the threats and you know and the name calling I just think that he had such a powerful message and when he served it up on a garbage can lid I think it just you know again just like Gail's interview it took away the importance of it you know because she needed to know perhaps from him and people who loved him that that was out of pocket and she was out of pocket, but we got to call her out on the subject matter and not go into all of those other stuff. I don't think I, I thought that was too far in my opinion, but I get the passion and I get why he was upset. And there's my, there's my, uh, that was the biggest topic this week. How about you? That, you said a lot. You don't want to just, you know, skirt past that. You know, I'd like to know what, um, People think about that. Um, I know when you first mentioned it to me, I wasn't aware. I've, been, I've just had so much going on that I hadn't been keeping up with really anything, didn't know anything. So I I didn't see the actual interview, um, but I did Google it. And, you know, you know when you, when you and Background Betty say something to me, I try to get up on it to see what's going on. Um, because you, you two always, um, when you talk to me about things, it's always something that I personally think is important. I think we, we find some of the same things important. So I looked it up and, um, a lot of what I saw was Gail trying to backtrack a little bit Mm -hmm. and, um, I'm also getting an echo of my voice. It's driving me crazy. I, it's driving me. I can't. I can't. I can't listen to myself. But um, okay, that's a little better. Um, I I feel like what she's saying is that th- this this was a snippet of a longer interview that was taken, and this piece was taken out of context. And blah, blah, blah. But you said what you said, regardless of what piece they snippet, sniped or whatever. Um, if if I say something derogatory or or not even necessarily derogatory, but if I say something on this podcast, people can take this podcast, chop it up and, and send it out. So I, I need to be aware of what I'm saying. Right. And what messages I want to put out there, you know? Um, right. I, I'd be lying if I didn't say that when I first heard about, you know, Kobe passing away, um, 
first of all, I was I was devastated that you know any any time a life is lost, it's just it's just a terrible thing, especially when someone has made a positive contribution to our society, our community. Um, but I did think about that past alleged incident, you know, and how about it then, which I was enraged about it then, honestly, because that's that's just you know a pet peeve of mine. Um, but I don't think that <laughs> that was necessary to talk to Lisa Leslie about, given the circumstance and and this time. Right. This, I, this is not you know maybe back then you could talk to female basketball players and you know I don't know why would you talk to them about it? But I okay I get it back then, but right now. Well, um, yeah, yeah. We we're don't talking know. about legacy. Everything that you do is a part of your legacy because you will be remembered in that dash. A lot of things, but this, yeah, his mark on sportsmanship, on fatherhood, black fatherhood. His legacy is is it supersedes mistakes, I think. Um, well, you know, <clears throat> I kind of feel like this, and, and I'm careful with saying feeling and thinking, right? So we all, we all know we do both. And I want to say that um, your, who you are encompasses, you know, a lot, encompasses a lot of different parts. We are some of all of our parts. Right. And, and um, and do we know? And, and when this, when whatever that incident was, and I and I say that with respect to both of them, because I don't know, I wasn't there, you know. Right, um, alleged incident. Alleged incident, right? We know that there are a couple of facts we can ascertain about it, which would be um, two people were in uh, the the wrong place doing the wrong thing, you know, or, or whatever their interpretation of the wrong thing was. That wasn't um, – we wore – we wore – and if you remember, we wore Kobe out at that time. You know, exactly. That time. Right. In life. In life. Right. He, he got the bonus from his people, laughs, jeers, whatever you want to call it, we wore him out. All right? So he went through his process like everybody does because he is not above reproach, and that was that. Um, my issue, again, with Gail King and her interviewing was that, you know, you can't ask a mourning friend who's identified herself as such. I think right. you should about, think oh about, you know, when she's in mourning. Because remember, we are, we are less than two weeks away from when it occurred. So right. we are talking about somebody in mourning that and who was identified as one of his personal friends who you are now going to ask about that, and she can't answer those questions. You should have, if you were that interested or as they put it, because, you know, I love this, we, the people, want to know. People don't want to know half the shit they put out there. You know? <laughs> a, lot of times, a lot of times you are trying to angle your, your uh, viewership to a, uh, well, she got what she asked for, but not the way. She got a lot of attention yep. you know, on that viewer, on that viewership, viewership rather, and, but it was for the wrong reason, not for the reason she probably intended, you know. Uh, to see now when she talked about the snippet and backpedaling because I saw her her plea first 
and then that is what prompted me to go look and get the entire interview and watch it. And my opinion didn't change about it. I think she was more or less upset about the, the snippet that CBS chose to put out. Right. Out of everything else that she said, that is what they highlighted. And I think that is what struck her as being crazy because, as it was, you know, because that standing on its own looks a hot buttered mess. We know that. Um, and I think that that was her, um, re- that's what she really wanted to say. You know, I'm sorry that CBS chose to lead with that as opposed to something else. But, you know, like you said, she said it. And it was still part of it. And it was still in content. It wasn't, it wasn't out of context. It just wasn't. You know, it was just the clip they chose to air to push your feature was that. And you should have thought better. I thought she should have thought better than that, unless she thought that the entity was something other. And by that, I mean CBS. The entity was something other than what it was. You got away with one, and maybe you thought you had momentum, the R. Kelly interview. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, but, but you know what? R. Kelly is here to, to talk about and defend itself. I just think, look, man, I and and that was – that was also, you know, look, there's enough, mm, I, I, okay, there are enough men in the world, powerful men, that she could pick on. That, sure. and, and I'm looking at who she's picking on, you know, mm-hmm. and, and as opposed to, and I haven't seen anything where there are any brothers she's uplifting because there are a lot that she could. And that's all I'm going to say about that. I, I personally, again, I don't follow her like that, so I don't know what she does. I haven't heard about any wonderful positive interviews or spins. Well, let's counter that a bit because, you know, let's just say it ain't her responsibility to uplift nobody. Let's just say that. Let's just say she wants to. But it ain't her responsibility to bring nobody down either. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a great counter. She seems to be able to do that. Ooh, you you suffering. Let me interview you. Ooh, you're in trouble. Let me interview you. You know, wait, wait, wait. What about people getting, you know, doing good things? About that. Okay. That that's true. That's true. But let's 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 think of it this way for for a quick second. Let's um be devil's advocate. Let's just say it ain't her job to uplift anybody. She's going to 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 lean on her journalistic integrity and just be a journalist and try to report the facts and the things that quote unquote people want to know. Right? So mm-hmm. all right, all right, okay, that's fair, right? That's fair. So what's not fair is the unequal representation of the same posture when it comes down to people that you actively know. Now, I'm happen to I have the luxury of being based in New York where we have actively going on the Weinstein trial. Actively. Right. I have not seen any feedback from that. I have not seen her jockey or petition her uh, uh, opinions on that. I don't know. you know, And it's active. We're like They're shooting him coming in and out of courthouse every day. I don't exactly. see any. I don't see an exclusive sit down one on ones with Harvey with her on that. <laughs> you know, I think. But what I do see are a barrage of pictures, and you know, and again, you know, you forced people like, and I, and I say you forced people like Uncle Snoop to put those pictures out there like that, and ve- and not just one, various clips that you pose up, you and your BFF, and you know, and he's got 
some of the most egregious acts allegedly going, you know? Exactly. So, so exactly. it's kind of like, so then when you when you sit there and you look at it, you're like, wait a second now, hold on. What, what's this about? And, and, where, and where are we with that? You know, like, where are we with that? You know, I'd like to know. And, that, and that's why people, you know, you set yourself up for people to say what they say. But, again, like I started off by saying, she's ours. And we have to call her higher, but in, and, and at the same time ourselves as well, because, you know, we can't throw away, you know, and, and we are hard on ours, harder than anybody else can be, um, period, you know, because, you know, there is a level of expectation, you know, um, us on us. I'm not going to act like it isn't, you know, whether it's true or not, there's a level of expectation there. So, um, you know, we can't throw away. We got to love her regardless, but we got to call her and, and, and hold her higher, you know. And I'm not going to ever say anything disrespectful because I think that she's larger than her, her mistakes, you know. Um, Absolutely. This, was, this was one. This was one. It was colossal. <laughs> we can go ahead and say it, you know. Um, but she's done so many other great things, and that right. won't be hopefully in her legacy if she laid her head down tomorrow, you know. Um, we won't be talking about yeah, but when she bombed, this was what she did and how I We may not talk was. about it, but we will remember it. Oh, sure. Absolutely. And, and therefore, it will be talked about. But, <laughs> you know, this is why, you know, Pop said we, we need a longer show. Because oh. speaking of a higher calling, um, it is now time for me to introduce our very special guest for the day. You see how quick this show goes? We yeah. didn't even get in it yet, right? And, mm-hmm. and it's already time for a special guest. But we gonna we ain't gonna you know we ain't gonna let any of this rest. We we gonna keep speaking about it. But higher calling. Some some people I think are born to do a particular thing, right? Like they, some people are just artists. They just born that way. And some people are born to sing. And I believe in my gut that this young lady was actually born to sing. She's a woman with a rare vocal gift. She's been singing all of her life, singing in church choirs and providing backing vocals for some great artists. As a matter of fact, one of which I believe is a friend of you and your wife, um, Kiki Wyatt, she sang background for. Yes, yes. Um, Lettucey. And, and she sang with um, cousin Kirk Franklin. Okay. In 2012, she stole my heart personally with her performance on BET Sunday Best. And shortly thereafter, she released her gospel CD, Light in the Dark, which is actually still one of my very favorite, very, very favorite gospel CDs to this day. Um, I just love her voice. Now, what I've been seeing on social media is, and let me just, okay, for all of you um, Sunday Hatbury churchgoers, it, let me say that if it wasn't for sexy Christians, there would be no little Christians, right? <laughs> okay. So with that being said, I've been seeing some sexy, I mean, going on, videos, and I found some new R&B music, and I'm so glad that she is embracing all of who she is and hitting us 
with the padal. You know what I'm saying? Um, yes. I'm just very, very pleased to finally have her on the show because I've been trying to get her back for a while. We had her once upon a time on um, the Sunday evening show, the um, the gospel show that I used to do, which I'm going to bring that one back. But I'm just really glad to have her back, to have her on this show so that she can speak with both you and me. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Denitra Moore. Hi. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much. It's early in California, but... <laughs> I'm in Atlanta. No, I'm in California now. Yeah, I was born and raised in California, so I'm a West Coast girl. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. How are you all? We are great. We are great. And you don't sound like you just woke up. That that voice, that those chords are still there and, and melodic. <laughs> well, I've been up for a few hours. Um, when I wake up, though, my voice is very deep. I'm like a baritone. <laughs> so I had I couldn't get on the radio just you know being all deep like that. That's not okay. <laughs> so I had to let my speaking voice warm up a little bit. <laughs> but thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it, and it's so good to be back again. You know what? I have been following you, Denitra. You are one of my favorite, but most I, I, what do, what do they call it? Like. I, I just, uh, to, to me, I think you should just be all over the place. Everybody should know who you are, and maybe everybody does, and I just don't know everybody, but oh, my God, your voice is crazy. And this new, maybe it's not new, but it's new to me, this sexy R&B, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm glad you, you like it. Thank you. You. <laughs> like it. I'm loving it. You are driving me crazy. I'm like, what? But before, okay, before we get to all of that, let's talk about your early singing experience. When did you first start singing and when did you know that you could sing? Um, well, I first started singing, well, everyone tells me like about the age of two. I come from a musically inclined family where everyone things from my parents, my siblings, my grandparents, my great-grandparents. So it's something that's in me. I wasn't one of those people who was taught to sing. I literally, like it's in my blood. Um, Mm. So ever since I can remember, I have been singing. I can remember being a little girl. Uh, My mom and my dad, they used to take me to a lot of concerts. Like my first... uh, concert I ever went to was a Janet Jackson show. I was in elementary school, and um, they used to take me to a lot of shows, a lot of concerts, different things like that, and one time we went to a gospel concert, and it was a John P. Key concert, and um, the promoter did not have his money. (laughs) All the time, they were asking people to come up out of the audience and sing. And people knew me because I was like, I was always the little girl with the big voice. So they would get me to sing in the adult choir and lead the adult songs. And adults would low-key be mad, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's the gift that God is 
And so people knew me and they asked me to sing, and that's one of my first experiences that I can remember um, singing in front of a big audience and a big crowd. Wow. Wow. So from gospel choirs, now, was is your family a very religious, spiritual family that goes to church every Sunday and you couldn't go outside to study the Bible? Uh, no, we didn't study the Bible. Um, however, we were we were very well rounded, um, especially musically. I did grow up in church. Uh, my great grandfather was a Kojic superintendent. Mm-hmm. My grandfather was a pastor. My father was a minister. Um, my grandfather on my mother's side was a professional R and B singer. Oh. My parents could have been professional singers. However, they decided to have a family and. My dad wanted to support his father at his church. So um, although I grew up in church, it wasn't like a, okay, study the Bible, read the Bible every single day type of thing. We listened to all different types of music. Um, We went to all different types of shows. It was very well-rounded musically. Nice. Nice. What do you you think personally um, of uh, folks that, say that you can only well I, I get and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I, I feel it more so from um uh gospel, but you know, what do you say to those who think that, you know, um people can't change lanes or do additional lanes and other than the lane that they're known for, like if you're a gospel artist, why you couldn't do R and B or you you know, what what do you think that is in your opinion? Um, I say to each his own. For me, to be completely transparent and honest, in the beginning of my gospel career, I felt like that. Like, I was, like, so sold out, like, seriously. Even if you look at my – and one of the reasons why I keep my um, Instagram posts from years to currently, you can kind of see the transition because when I was – per se, a quote-unquote gospel artist, there were certain things I would not wear, certain things I would not do, just because I respected being a gospel artist. There's a certain call that, um, there's a call that you have to uphold, a certain standard that you have to uphold, and certain things I do not agree with. But, you know, I got to learn God for myself. I got to live, and I realized that there was more that he wanted me to say, and I ultimately had to be uh, true to my authentic self. I'm doing him a disservice and myself a disservice if I'm not being who I truly am. Um, Ooh. Ooh, can you say that so, one more time? Can you I'm doing God a disservice and myself a disservice if I'm not being who I truly authentically am. Amen. Amen. You know, I, um, I you have a beautiful voice. And thank I you. Think that I remember you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I believe that you. I believe that you are anointed, and I believe that you are ministering. Period. I don't think that your ministry is is governed by genre. I think it can right. cross over into anything that God sees fit. And um, and I, you know, and I have a hard time with uh, genres and 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 because uh, if you're a singer, you can sing anything. You right. know. Um, but but there are some that do it effortlessly, and there are some that are called to minister through their voice. And 
I, I've, I've listened to you, and, um, and you're just, your choices are tasty, you know, and, and I just, uh, I happen to, I'm a fan. And thank I think you. that, um, absolutely, my pleasure in telling you. And I think that, um, and thank you for that, because it, it's definitely something that, um, you know, a lot of people struggle with, you know, and most famously in, in my time, there was, um, you know, I'm a Tremaine, I'm a Hawkins sister, Tremaine Hawkins particularly fan. And I, uh, I speak about this sometimes on the show, that when she uh, did a, what we we consider to be a crossover uh, club hit, uh all fall down back in like I think the early 90s or 80s, late 80s. She got a lot of flack for that, a whole lot. But you know, she didn't change it, and people were pop bumping it in the clubs and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. and um, she didn't change her integrity. But it was it was it's still a rival uh, song today. And if you don't know it, um, I encourage you to check it out. Um, Tremaine Hawkins' uh, "Spirits Fall Down," and it's uh, an amazing record. And she got a lot of flack for that, you know, from the gospel community at that time. And I just thought it was so unnecessary because, you know, folks were in the clubs uh, worshiping and praising too, you know. Um, and that's probably where it was that's the most. ultimately what it's about, you know. I feel like there's, and I always say there's different routes to get to a destination. Yes. Um, you know, it, and ultimately my destination is to use my gifts all around the world. So if this particular genre is not really working, maybe I should try something else. Like I'm not really afraid to try different things and new things because ultimately I'm supposed to share my story. And if I can help someone with sharing my story, that is what I want to do. And, you know, I've been through a lot in life and just I couldn't really – share my story and minister and help people and do what God has called me to do if I just put myself in that gospel box. Amen. Absolutely. How is it that you – oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Brad. No, no, you're good. Go ahead. How is it that, that you ended up on um, Sunday Best? How, how did you get there? I actually auditioned, I believe it was the second season of Sunday Best, maybe the second or third season, and I was a background singer for the show. Oh. Yeah, the third season, I became a background singer for the show. Um, And to be honest with you, that was just such a tumultuous time because I was confident in my gift. I knew that I could sing. But what people fail to realize is that when you are going in front of people to be judged on something that you know you can do and you're good enough to do it, but you're told no consistently, that's like a whole different thing within itself. It was like it broke me down because I knew I was good enough, but it's like, why aren't you guys letting me on? Like I'm, I'm good. I can sing. I'm good enough to compete. Like, what is going on? But God had another plan. So that season, I became a background singer. Made really good money too. <laughs> God really? I did. Yeah. God knew that I would need a job that year, <laughs> and I would need finances <laughs> to go through some very trying life times that I had that year. Um. So fast forward two years later, uh, a good friend of mine, Daniel Moore, who is actually now. Um, Mariah Carey's MD and Big Jim Wright, God rest his soul. 
they convinced me to audition for Sunday Best, and I did. And out of that season, I was a top three finalist. Yeah, you 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 did that thing. You you did that show, and I'm so glad Thanks. that you did. And I wanna I wanna talk um, briefly about the CD that you did after that. Before I get to what I really want to talk about is a particular video that I commented on on Instagram. But I'm gonna take my time, and we are gonna work okay. our way. <laughs> okay, because there's gonna be some self disclosure out here. But I'm 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 and I'm the one gonna be disclosing. But let's start with. The, the CD, Light in the Dark, you sang that, those songs, and that, I'm, I mean, you tore it up. How, who produced it? Who wrote the songs? Um, you have legends on the, on the CD with you. It, it's just beautiful. Talk a little bit about that experience and you know, maybe a story about this one of the songs or something that that we don't know. Um, that was actually my my first major release album. I wrote all of my songs. I arranged my songs. I arranged my track listing. I I did everything on my album. Um, I produced my album along with Pierre Medore, who does a lot of R and B and some gospel as well, and then Bruce Robinson who's a producer and a guitar player as well. Um, wow. So that's why those songs are so passionate, because I wrote them. I wrote every single song. <laughs> okay, publishing, let's go. That's right. Yeah, yeah, publishing. <laughs> um, the title track, Light in the Dark, was actually, I knew the title of my album before I had the song. Mm. And when Pierre played the track for me, I said, okay, that's it. That's light in the dark, and I just from there I started writing everything um, for that. The song "All I Can Do Is Pray" was one of my first singles. I actually wrote that song when I was 14 years old. Really? Yeah. That's one of my favorite songs on on the CD. Oh wow! Yeah, I wrote that song when I was 14. So that was the second time it had been released. Wow! So I had that. For many many years. Uh, what are some nuggets? Um, let's see. Still care about me. That is like my mom's favorite song. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Um, at that time, I was like in a relationship, and I just felt neglected, and I was just like really heartbroken. And even in that, I was like, you know, what? while I'm worried about my relationship, I'm sure God feels neglected too, mm. because sometimes we forget to check in with God and spend time with him. We get so caught up on our um, people-to-people relationships, we forget the most important relationship, and that is with God and with with ourselves. Um, so that's how I wrote that song. Uh, so I'm let me make it. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, go ahead. I'm going to make, make it. I wrote that when my sister passed away. Oh. Two days before. My sister passed away um, in 2012, and it was just a really rough time for me working on an album and just figuring life out, and it was a really rough time for me. So Light in the Dark was very therapeutic for me, Um, and I, I thank God that he's given me 
multiple gifts to not only produce and sing, but to also write and illustrate and express, you know, the things that are going on in my mind and help somebody else out so that they can listen to it and be, it could be therapeutic for them as well. <laughs> yeah, and, and it, it is. It's a, it's a great CD for those listening to the podcast and if you're watching on the live stream on Facebook, we don't have a live stream on um, Instagram today. I just have too much going on. But um, this show will be broadcast all over the world. So um, get this get this CD, Light in the Dark by Denitra Moore. It's, it's dope. It's dope. Also, um, the legendary gospel artist Rance Allen is on there as well. Yes, he was my label mate at the time, and he was definitely one of the people that I wanted on my album. So I was very grateful and honest, I mean, grateful and fortunate that he agreed to be on my album. That was crazy, He's definitely man. one of my favorites. <laughs> that, that, that was, it's just dope. It's just dope. So now, I think, I think I cleared that piece of it, right? I did all the gospel questions that I had, I think. <laughs> Let me. I just want to make sure that I'm. I did a good thing first. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm ready. So, you did a cover on Instagram or on wherever you did it. I don't know, but it's on Instagram, and you sang a little bit of this song, um, "Main Chick." I don't even know who really, who originally that song, but it's a cover. First of all, let me just say that I need a copy of that, but I need a copy of you singing it. I need you singing that song. And <laughs> I don't know how you feel about it because, you know, I understand about, you know, how um, people in the church view, um, gender-loving relationships. I, I get that. But I'm telling you, girl, if you will hit a whole different audience if you release that song somewhere. Because I've been looking for it ever since I first heard it. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. We have a very large LGBT community um, who needs that song. Wow! Thank you. I'm you telling you, universal, Jay. Yes, music is universal, but yes. lyrics. Absolutely. Sometimes the messages in the lyrics and and the oh. way you you know what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. I, I would you? I, I hate to ask you to do this, just just so that Therese can know exactly what I'm talking about. Can you just sing a little bit of it? <laughs> I know I'm putting you on the spot, right? I'm sorry. Of um Main Chick. If that's the name of the song, I don't even know. Oh, yeah. I just drew a blank. Like how does that song go? I just call my main chick. Don't make me mess it up. And tell her that I don't know what. Wow. Okay. Wake my voice all the way up. Yeah, let's do it. And told her I ain't coming home. Oh. There you go. <laughs> nice. 
<laughs> Yo, I need that. I don't care if you got like a little 1975 cassette recorder at home and you just like tape it there and mail it to me or put in the voicemail and I'll upload it and make it into a, a MP3. We go, Joe, I need that. I, okay. I believe it's on my SoundCloud page. But I can't, uh-huh. I can't, I can't download it. I can't get it. And what's the what's the name of it? Is it Main Chick? What, what's the name of it? I think it's called X. X. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's called X. I'm uh, I'm writing this down because I'm uh, girl. When I yeah, and I'm, SoundCloud might let you uh, download. You might have to get like a special app for it. All right. So, look, if I can't get it because I'm old, I know you're young, but I'm old. I, I am. If I can't get it, <laughs> please. I got you. I got you. Please send it to me. I will put this thing in rotation <laughs> and you will not regret it. Now, okay. I, have, I have a feeling you're going to get in trouble. I have a feeling. I just I just know it, Javon. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble with <laughs> We don't want nobody to get in trouble. Amen. Okay. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Amen and amen. Look, man, look, it is what it is, but I need that. So, speaking of that, let me tell you that your Instagram, if you are not following Denitra Moore on Instagram, you ought to be because the pictures are amazing, the videos are amazing, she sings. And she struts, and you, you're just beautiful. You're beautiful inside and out. So I just wanted to put that out there before we start talking about the R&B music. Some of the songs I was actually able to get from iTunes, mm-hmm. and um, I love them. Thank you. They're going to be in regular rotation here on WJBR Internet Radio. And um, let's talk a little bit about that. So, as you already told Perez, that you know, you want to, you know, step out, you've experienced more, and you wanted to, to do more. Did you also write these songs? I did, yes. I, I write all of my songs. I arrange all of my songs. I produce all of my songs. <laughs> wow. Nice. Do you have Do you have a few minutes to stick with us so that we can play some of your uh new new tracks um specifically which one would I like to play? Actually there's two. And if you don't have much time, I'll just play part of the songs. But if you have a little time to hang you out do, with, you can do a piece um, because I have like candle orders that I have to do. It's right. Valentine's Day, so well. <laughs> I have orders that I have to keep out today. <laughs> Wait a minute, did you say candle orders? Yeah, I have an organic candle company. Do you? Let's talk about that for I a second. <laughs> Thank you. Well, uh, I have an. Uh huh. No, okay, go ahead. Oh yeah, I have an organic candle company called My Creative Candle. 
Um, it actually debuted last year and was featured in the Grammy Swag Bag. Mm. Um, so I had been developing that for like eight months, and I finally released my line last year. <laughs> so it's, okay. it's almost our first year anniversary, uh, February 13th. It will be one year. I'm really excited about it. I have it's – it's been a great thing. Um, I feel like as entertainers and singers and musicians and stuff, we use candles anyway to kind of mm-hmm. get our vibe and um, two years ago, I moved to L.A., and it was just, like, a really rough time for me. I was, like, depressed. I was going through a lot of stuff. And a friend of mine was like, well, why don't you just kind of get some candles, you know, to put in your new place, get your vibe going, just kind of zen out, like everything will be okay. And mm-hmm. I went to a popular store that I had normally got candles from, and I felt like when I went in there, I just didn't see anything that connected with me. Mm-hmm. I'm a creative. Our brains work differently. You know, yes. just regular stuff does not work for us. Um, so I was like, well, if I don't see it, why don't I create it? And that's how I came up with my creative candle, Inspiration Through a Flame. And um, I started developing my mind from certain waxes. Everything is all organic. It's a coconut wax also, which couples as a moisturizer most coconut, most most waxes, you can't just, like, rub it into your skin. People use paraffin wax to dip the heels of their feet in. You know, when you mm-hmm. get a pedicure, that, and um, you don't realize how what you're burning affects the neurotransmitters in your brain. Mm-hmm. Paraffin is good for it. So through developing my line, I was doing different burn tests, and I began to see how the previous candles that I was using would trigger headaches for me. Mm-hmm. Um, my throat would just be a lot cloudy. In studios, we light candles in our homes, and, um, you know, I wanted to offer a cleaner alternative, something that's healthier and that's good for us. And so that's why I developed the uh, organic candle line, room sprays as well. Each scent is inspired by a popular industry term. So I have a focus scent that's called Mix and Master, I have a relaxing scent called Golden Hour. I have an energizing scent called Hype Man, an odor neutralizing scent called Cover Band, a refreshing scent called Take Five. Um, and I'm really excited because I'm developing a lot of new things and working on the next uh, phase. So we'll have, like, diffusers for businesses, and I- I'm really excited about it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so where, where can are... people where can um, people you can find this? Okay, it's on my, my creative candle. Mycreativecandle.com? Yes, ma'am, mycreativecandle.com. There's actually a special going on. You get a 12-ounce candle and a 3-ounce room spray for $19.99. So a lot of people have been getting that. That's why I have a lot of orders to fulfill for Valentine's Day. Um People love my candle line, not because I, and I literally did my own logo, my own packaging, every single thing is me. I'm like a one-woman shop, but <laughs> nice. I, I have a candle business. I do this, I do that. I'm in school full-time for accounting. I just have my hands in everything. I want to be multifaceted. I don't just want to be an entertainer or a singer as well. Um, that's not all that I am. Um See? You're amazing. We just got finished talking about parties, now, didn't we? 
Did you you yep. hear all the parts this this sister has? You hear all the parts. We just got finished talking about the sum of people's parts, and we are many moving parts. And I love to see an artist just open and and um, and exercising all of her parts. Congratulations, and I'm getting ready to place some orders. So um, yeah, we gotta let her go so she can get what she's gotta do. Done. <laughs> Well, absolutely, and you know what? Um, if you could just tell us, if you could just give us a drop. Hi, this is Denitra Moore, and you're listening to Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese. If you want to sing it, that'd be great. But if you want to say it, I'm with that too. Okay, and I'll, I'm working on my R&B album right now, so I will make sure you guys will be the first to get my new single. <laughs> yes. So. Let me don't don't go anywhere yet. Just don't go anywhere yet. I, I'm just gonna play a little snippet of you. Tell me which one you want me to to play a little bit of, and I'll I'll play the other one later. But um, oh. either brand new or gone. Um, it really doesn't matter. You could do maybe gone. Do gone. Okay. Play a little bit gone and don't go nowhere because I need my drop when we come back. Okay. Okay. I'm just going to play a little bit, just a little bit. Here's Denitra Moore, gone. Is there like a brief story behind that? 
bad breakup period point blank. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that, that, and that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, so so give us a drop and then let everybody know how they can follow you, where they can buy your music, and again how they can get your candle products. But first give us the drop if you can, if you will. Hey, this is Denitra, and you are listening to Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese. That was perfect. Perfect. How can we follow you, Denitra, and how can we get your um, your music and your candle products? You can follow me on Instagram at the Denitra, at T-H-E-E-D-A-N-E-T-R-A. My music is everywhere, Google Play, Amazon, YouTube, uh, Denitra, D-A-N-E-T-R-A, or Denitra Moore, D-A-N-E-T-R-A, M-O-O-R-E. I have a website, thedenitra.com, T-H-E-E-D-A-N-E-T-R-A. And if you want some of these bomb organic candles, (laughs) go to mycreativecandle.com. M-Y-C-R-E-A-T-I-V-E-C-A-N-D-L-E.com, MyCreativeCandle.com. Tag me. Let me know you guys are fans. Let me know you're listening. I love everybody. I want everybody to win. I'm always here. I'm very accessible and touchable. Let's just get it in life. Let's live and flourish and be great. (laughs) I love it. I love your energy. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, for thank you me. so much, and keep making it do what it's baby. I'm always gonna be a fan. Definitely. God thank bless. You. Have a, a beautiful day. Thank you. You are too. We need some more. That's right. I like that song. And Rez, hold on, cause I'm gonna play that song. I know you're going to play it. I absolutely know you're going to play it. I have to play the whole thing. She's got got bomb energy. She's got really bomb energy. She's going to be, she is already amazing, but she has nothing but absolute heights to soar. So she, um, she's a good, she's a good spirit. And you can tell that, you know, her energy um, in her uh, social media has a, her social media has a lot of energy and her music has a lot of energy. And I love the idea that she writes and has all these creative endeavors going on, um, feeding herself and also feeding us. That's a wonderful thing. Candles are my shit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Now we know. So for all of you Therese fans out there, which I'm you learning more and more and more. There you go. Yeah, let's talk a minute before we play Denitra's music. <laughs> so I'm at a family function. Oh, Lord. Family Nah, I shouldn't say a family function, but I was, in a, I was with my family and a friend of the family who, let's just say, I wouldn't mind impressing. Um, yeah, I wouldn't mind impressing. Said to me, so I love your show and I just love Therese. Oh my God, I love Therese. I said, yeah, 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 Therese is cool. She's good people. Just like, oh my God. I mean, she is fine. I love, I was like, wait, wait, wait. Um, <laughs> I switched the eye, right? 
under her eyes too. No, no, it's more than her eyes. It's more than her eyes. I'm like, oh really? Yeah, yeah. Therese got swag. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Hold up, hold up. I've known you for twenty decades, and I got swag too. Now, and she was like, oh, damn near patted me on top of my head and said, don't worry, Bonnie, you got ta- you got swag too. But um, Therese, oh my god. Res, whatever that yeah. is, put it in a bottle and sell it. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Cause they love you. And and wait, so and she said, she said, she was telling, she was telling, like it was like a whole group of my family members. She's like, and I'm not even into women like that. I don't even like girls like that. But I'm just saying, to Res, oh, and she, she is a straight woman. Well, whatever. I, I'm like, yo. And well, shout, out, shout out to whoever said that. And, her and name what is I, Piper. Oh, Piper. Yes. Okay. You know something? Shout out to Piper for understanding <laughs> that love is love and it does not, and you can see beauty in all things and you don't, it doesn't compromise who you are or what you do as a person. Uh, or, or how you love as a person to be able to recognize beauty in anything. Shout out to Piper. I love Piper. I love that name. Hi, Piper. Oh, Lord. You see? You see? Now, now, probably spinning around in her chair, falling all over the floor. Oh, my God. Because she, oh. All right. That's it. Piper, you and me, we gone. We gone. That's it. <laughs> Nah, I still love you. I'll always love you. And we all love you too, Rez. Apparently. Love you back. <laughs> you <know>? Apparently. <laughs> you, just like, you just like poking fun. Because <laughs> I know it makes you uncomfortable in a funny kind of way. You know what I'm saying? It's just mad funny. You know? I, I love you to pieces, man. And I'm, I'm glad that everybody loves you. But yo, I got swag too. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do this with a, a straight face. Yo, peace out to everybody. Shout out to my entire family. I love you all, and um, I just love you all. So let's get back to Denitra Moore with this R&B gone. And Denitra, if you're still listening somewhere somehow, get me that song X. That thing. Oh my God. Oh my God. He's gone. Uh, Denitra Moore. You can get this on iTunes, everybody.
ceremony of commitment and sharing it with the public and you know just what you what you did the the impact is is just um more than words can say in a positive light the way that you two continue to shine as a beacon for our entire community you know i thank you both for that um i i i just don't even know what else to say and i i join pops in um wishing you both a happy anniversary and many, 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 many more. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You two are, are the dopest. Um and and I just I just wanna ask um really quickly because it's been several years now. How many years did you, you all just celebrate? Uh this is our sixth year. Six years. And six years later, because some people can't stay together for six weeks. (laughs) (laughs) And they moved in and left their apartment and all that stuff. But, you know, that's that's what some people do. That's what some people do. But um, what would you say is the key to a successful marriage? Ooh. Um, the key. I don't think there's one key. I think that um, I, I know that there are, are really important tenets to relationships. Um, the marriage part of it um, is a constant work. And what I mean by work is that, you know, um, mostly the work is on yourself, you know, and then it always uh, trans over to the couple, but the tenets of any great relationship are communication um, and and honesty and transparency. And in that, you know, it it all benefits your relationship. The marriage part is uh, two people being on the same accord, moving accordingly. And, you know, when you're not, um, you know, uh, speaking from a a former single perspective, um, you have to consider, you know, uh, your partner um, when you are moving through the world doing certain things. So the marriage and the relationship are kind of uh, intertwined. Um, She is my my best friend, and it does not hurt to have your partner, your wife, as your your best friend because, you know, in that, you know, you, you... share a lot, you know, oftentimes, you know, and I've been in other relationships where you have a best friend that's um, outside of or friends outside of your uh, partner, and it works sometimes and sometimes it doesn't, but when you have both, you know, someone who gets you um, and 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 can optimally choose not to get you too, you know, like, <laughs> it, it, it helps a lot. She's um She's her own person. You know, um, and she has the capacity to wear many hats, you know, um, and sometimes when I want to talk to my friend, that is who I specifically ask for, not my wife, you know, mm-hmm. and, and she learns how to turn, change her ear channel, you know, to what, to what she's uh, 
hearing or what she may be discussing. Like we give each other subtle cues when I need to speak to my friend, you know, um, I'm not going to put the name of the friend out there, but I'm a, a, I will say I ask for that particular person and she knows what ear to listen to me in, you know? Um, so that means the wife and anything else that may be affected by what is being said uh, gets tuned out completely because I'm asking for a different understanding and vice versa, you know? Um, but it has been a, it has been a, um, a true romance from the beginning to now and all the ups and downs. And it's absolutely, absolutely not perfect. Um, but that's the perfect part of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. I know yeah. exactly what you mean. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, there's, a, there's a line in a movie, I think it's Crazy Stupid Love or something, where the guy's um, Steve Carell, I think his name is, he's making a speech at the end of the movie, and he says, um, I've loved you even when I hated you, and only married couples can understand what that means. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and... Um, there's never there's always love. There's always love regardless of what's going on. After we've gone on sixteen years so together. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, so I get it, you know. And um so Pops wanted to dedicate this song to you and who am I to get in his way? Um this for you, Therese. And background, Betty, <laughs> Monifa, we love y'all. We love you more.
the past. 